and welcome to HopeForMe.Live. We're a new ministry designed to bring healing to the nations. That is a calling from God. And the way we do that is through counseling and through pastoral counseling. And there is a slight difference. Angie is the counselor and I'm the pastor. And what we try to do is we try to combine those two counseling techniques to really help people out. Today, we are going to be talking about healthy, happy newlyweds. Yay, I love the subject. Yeah. Now, let's just start with the honeymoon is not the marriage. <laughs> it's very true. Just, 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 you know, I don't care how great your honeymoon is, that's not the marriage. Right. That's the fairy tale. Right, right. Okay? I hope it was a fairy tale, because if it wasn't, then you're already probably in an uphill battle. Right. Okay? But what we want to do is we want to go through a lot of different techniques and ideas for you as you move from the honeymoon stage into the marriage stage when you start getting into the routine of marriage. Right. Now, this show is designed for newlyweds. It's also designed for people who are getting ready to get married and they need some great uh, techniques right. um, and foundations for moving forward with a great marriage. And Sadly, this is probably also show that is for a lot of people that have been married a long time and they right. haven't done it right the first time. Yeah. So, th yeah, the tools we're going to give you are actually for, for any good relationship, but um, regarding the – for any relationship, especially if, if there, there's ones that are struggled, struggling, but also, you know, for newlyweds, newlyweds, it really builds a really good foundation. One of the reasons that you date – and you even get engaged and you put time, energy, and work into the relationship is that you want to get to know that person before you marry them. Right. The truth be told, it's very rare that you fully know somebody before you marry them and live with them, though. Right, right. Um, when we're dating, what happens is the emotions that come with falling in love could cause us sometimes to hold back. Um, maybe from fear, like, oh, if I really let this person know, is it going to be? Are they still going to love me? Uh -huh. Because your emotions, you're so in love with them, or you so want this to work, or whatever it is. So a little bit of fear comes in there, and a little bit of worry. And and also what happens is we tend to, like, overlook some things we should be looking at more closely. Right. And that goes under the term, love is blind. Right. And right. sometimes just plain stupid. Yes. Yeah, but what we have to realize is if we're if we don't go there, those things may affect our relationship in the long term because those those emotions, those high um, emotions in the time of falling in love, aren't always going to be the same. And so we have to set a good foundation for when those emotions aren't the same and we're, we're willing to look at and talk about things. You know, on a pastoral side, when I have a council of newlyweds, people getting ready to get married or, or newly married people, but in particular pre-marriage, one of the things that I love to, to talk about is get out of the hiding stage. Yeah. Where, where you're hiding from the person, meaning you're hiding the real you or you're hiding habits or you're hiding things, negative things that that are the real you. Right. And you go into marriage, and this is when these things are discovered, sometimes right away, sometimes over the course of months or years. And it is a shock to the relationship, and sometimes some relationships can't even recover from it. Right, right. So really getting to know each other and being transparent is going to be really key. 
Right. I, you know, I've heard of some stories that, you know, online dating is a big thing these days. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some stories of, of people showing up to meet the person finally in, in person, you know, face to face instead of just chatting online. And that person is nowhere. They don't even look the same as they did of the post. They p- posted someone else's picture on their timeline right. or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, and, that's me. And I and I never understood that. You know, right then and there, that person already is, that's a, a, a flag that you can say that person's not looking for a true, honest relationship. Right. They're, they're, sorry. <laughs> I bumped okay. the line. Sorry. Um, true, true, honest relationship if they can't even start off being truthful with, with a picture. So at that point, you can pretty much say, oh, this is not going to go well. So, so those are the kinds of things that we're talking about. You want to be able to really be your full self mm-hmm. with this person. Um, that's how you're going to know if it's going to work in the long term. You know, folks, I, I want to just cover this for a moment. It's not on her sheet of paper. We do have she, – she creates this beautiful outline for a show, and then I just blow it up. <laughs> you don't see her looking at me like, oh, what are you doing? But, you know – Romance is not biblical love. Hmm. It, it, it really is not biblical love. You know, sex is not biblical love. You know, the love that the Bible talks about, you know, is patient, kind, you know. Right. Uh, long-suffering. You go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you see it all. Um, so many people confuse the initial romance stage with love. And then they get into the marriage. And, you know, the romance doesn't have to disappear for sure. But it does tend to fade somewhat. Right. I think what what people sometimes don't understand is the romance and sex and and all of those things are the perks of true love. Right. So if you're doing it through the actual true love, the way that it's supposed to be, the way that God created to be, those things are 10 times as beautiful and healthy and wonderful. So sometimes we get our priorities mixed up because the perks are so much fun, but without the true love, it's not lasting. It can be very painful. So the fairy tale wedding is over and the fairy tale uh, honeymoon is over with. So now we get down to brass tacks, real work, marriage, uh, usually the first couple of months, you know, almost everybody they just go great you know right you know then we get into real married life so after that wedding bliss is over and you start settling in you say that vulnerable communication is going to be one of the keys to a healthy marriage Right. So, so after the excitement kind of wears down and you begin to do it, everybody goes, you know, people go to work or school or you start doing everyday life. Or your partner gets sick. Right. And they're hiding in the bathroom and you're like, ew, <laughs> right. I'm married to this. Well, you know, and again, you may have been dating for years and you think that you know all those things. Some people live together before they get married, which... Um, you know, so, so, but still remember there's that aspect of hold back sometimes Uh you're even discovering new things, um, after you're married. And so when everything starts to settle and things, you know, you start going on with regular life, um, we sometimes forget to communicate, to check in, you know, and, and those kinds of things, but it's going to be a key factor because as you settle into those regular lives and, and some things may come up that you weren't expecting, um, you have to be willing to share your heart, to not keep it in, to not overlook it, but to share your heart. 
um, so that the other person knows what you're thinking and feeling. And that's the key to the word vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the reasons a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable is because of either pride or fear. Right, absolutely. It's definitely true. I mean, again, if some of the things you didn't even settle before you got married, that fear is not going to just all of a sudden go away. The only way to get through that fear is to actually step out in faith and be vulnerable and not let that fear hold you back. So let's talk about this vulnerable communication. Number one, never assume you know what your partner is thinking or feeling, especially if you're a man. Sorry, I had to add that in. <laughs> women do it too. Women, I know, but women, I'm just saying. You know, we all we all have um, been raised differently. We have different family dynamics, different past, different wounds, all of those things. And so sometimes we tend to think, because I think this way, the other person probably thinks this way. Or we've known them a long time, so we, we know how they think or how they feel. But let me tell you something, guys. Things change. Wait, are you talking to us guys now? Uh, no, I'm or, guys as a some, whole. Uh, let, me, let me tell you something, people. Okay, you know, communicate <laughs> properly, Angie, okay? Thanks. Because you're miscommunicating right now. <laughs> things change, and, and people's feelings about things change sometimes. So it's never, we never assume. We, we always just, it would be better just to ask. Just to say, hey... I think I understand this, but maybe I'm getting it wrong. Give them opportunity. Invite them in to really share their heart. It really builds a good foundation of safety for that person. And and to and then they understand that you're trying to understand them. And guys, if you actually do ask the lady what she's thinking or feeling, be, be prepared for an answer that you may not necessarily understand or agree with. And do not make the deadly and I mean deadly, okay, <laughs> um, comments that how you her, your wife is feeling is stupid or wrong. Ooh, that's rough. Oh, no, guys do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, that women actually kind of um, tend to, you know, think that they already understand how a guy feels or just assume, oh, they're not going to understand me or they're not going to um, pay attention to my emotions so they hold back. And that's wrong, too. You cannot make those judgments across the board. It's right. better to ask and to try to understand than to hold back. Earth to men out there. You know the term, you know, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, or is it vice versa? It doesn't matter. Men are from Mars, women are. Well, yeah. Right. Something like that. But here's, here's, the, here's the key. God created men and women different. Right. You men out there, stop thinking that you think or feel better than her. In other right. words, because she's different and you don't understand her, you're somehow superior. Guys will adopt that attitude, and then mm -hmm. they try to change the lady. Right, right. You need, to, you need to try to, as best as you can, understand how she's thinking or feeling. That's different than you. And uphold her in it and support her in it and embrace her in it, but do not denigrate her in it. Right. I think it, a good tool would be to remember be a whole show to be re to remember that uh, you know the lord has put together when he puts a couple together he sees the finished product he sees right. the beautiful picture that he's painting we don't always see it we see the pieces mm -hmm. so it's important for the couple for each person to put all their pieces on the table mm -hmm. you put all you know you don't when you're putting together a puzzle 
like a puzzle, you don't want missing pieces, right? So in order to have a healthy full picture, you have both couples have to be willing, both people have to be willing to put all their pieces on the table so that you can put this picture together without anything missing. And that's how it needs to go. So if you're withholding pieces, you'll never get that finished picture. Another term for vulnerable communication is being transparent. Okay. Yes. You need to be transparent. So number two under vulnerable communication, understand that things change as life progresses. So you need to be willing to, to continue the communication process as life changes. Right. You know what? You might have some circumstances that come along that you didn't expect or you weren't planning for. And so that might change the things, you know, the path that you're on. So you have to be willing to talk about those changes. You don't just keep moving forward like a freight train. you got to stop. you got to look at those changes and begin to talk about them. The ability to compromise is going to be very key here. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people, um, they don't compromise. Sometimes in in, in the church in particular, you'll find some that are extremely legalistic, and they have a belief system that may not even be biblical at all, but they have these set of rules in their heads. Right. And they're unwilling to compromise those rules because they have they have put it up to God's status. Right. And and when you get encounter something like that, you can't find compromise. Right. Compromise is really important. Now we're not talking about compromising the word of God here. Right. right. What we're talking about is compromising and subjective things. That are, that are going on where you can just give in. Right. In my opinion, there's nothing less attractive than it's my way or the highway yeah. type of attitude that does not scream partnership, that does not scream I care about your feelings or how you see things. It does not scream respect. So it's really important that we need to see a compromise as just not, give, oh, okay, I guess I'll give in. No, we don't see it that way. We see it as an opportunity to really show our partner great love and respect and that what we're doing by compromising is we're building a strong marital foundation. Yeah, and and the foundation is key. Obviously, if you're building a house, it's key in your uh, walk with the Lord and it's going to be key in your marriage. Right. So a lot of people make the mistake that since they can't understand their partner, therefore they don't need to empathize or show compassion for them. Right. That's a huge mistake. Right. You do not have to understand everything. I know you want to. and in the Especially the guys. Right. And the pursuit of understanding, it's okay as long as it's done in a loving manner. I really want to understand where you're coming from. But to use it as an excuse to not show empathy or compassion, um, it's it's not okay. What what you have to do is realize sometimes you're just not going to understand things because you're not in that person's heart or mind or past or wounds or anything like that. But what you can do is empathize that they're with them. They're hurting. Um, that's that's the goal. For first of all, to understand they're hurting and maybe they just need me to be with them and love them and let them express themselves. One of the greatest difficulties um, in a walk with the Lord or, or the things that can really ruin a walk with the Lord is pride. Right. Uh, it was the original sin with, with Satan. Uh, we see that in the Old Testament. Um, that pride really can damage a walk with the Lord and pride can really damage a relationship. So right. admitting when you are wrong and having that level of humility is extremely attractive to men and women alike. 
Right, right. So, so what what's happening when you're admitting when you're when you're wrong, is that there that shows that ability to that you're caring more. You're caring about what's happening in the relationship. You're caring that you know, it's not about me. It's about what's happening with us. It's showing great compassion, and that those that compassion breaks down those walls. When you admit you're wrong, that's showing that person compassion. It immediately breaks down any walls that they've begun to build up in whatever wrongdoing is happening. And you're laying a foundation of trust right, with, right. with a person when they do that. It's a great foundation of trust when someone can admit they're wrong, but not only just say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, but say... Right, it's got to be done with the right attitude. Right, it's got to be, hey, this is how I was wrong, and you know what, Let, Here's let's make a plan on how we're going to do it differently. Right. That is just an incredible foundation for trust. Yeah, in fact, um, as an evangelist, I have a, uh, um, a sermon I like doing when I go to a church. Um, it's called attitude is everything. Yeah. And, and the fact is, is that attitude is a reflection of the heart, not always the words that come out of your mouth, but right. it's the attitude behind them. So it's so super important that that attitude is right. Right. So with these communication techniques and tools, okay, it's going to prepare you when something bad happens. Right. These tools, I mean, if you use them on a regular ba- basis, if you... If you use them not just when you're when you're in contention, but when you're just even regularly communicating it, use it as a tool of maintenance. Um, it's gonna really be very. It's gonna keep your relationship very healthy and strong, and keep you prepared if those points of contention arise. Now, as you move forward in your relationship, and time goes by, you might have everything laid out. Uh, guys are in particular are really good about this. Where we just lay all this stuff out. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then what happens is, is you got this plan, and then suddenly there's a curveball that comes along in your life. Right. And when that happens, you need to have that foundation to be able to move forward and continue to build the relationship because those curveballs in life can really destroy relationships. Right. Even before you were married, you you may have had those discussions and came up with a life plan and goals and, and this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to, you're going to work full time, I'm going to work part time or work, you're not going to work and you're going to stay home, we're going to raise a family. I mean, there's all kinds of plans you may have made mm-hmm. and, and, and you're like, okay, we have the recipe for success. But what we have to realize is you're right. We get those curveballs thrown at us sometimes with life circumstances that we weren't expecting. And that can really throw some people off. That can cause just some some issues in a relationship um, sometimes. And so when that happens, we, we, we can't be foolish. We have to know that those things may come. And we have to be willing to, to kind of stop, um, maybe replan, be flexible, um, sometimes it's going to be necessary to, to talk things through as a couple and come up with a different solution. So don't let it throw you off and, and cause um, contention between between your, each other, mm-hmm. but rather together come up with a new solution. You know, I tell people, especially newer Christians or people who aren't Christians, you know, that Christianity is a relationship between you and God. The key to any good relationship is communication. In, in, in the Christian world, you know, that communication happens where God speaks to us through the Word of God, uh, occasionally through circumstances and through other people, but primarily through the Word of God. That's how he communicates to us, and then we communicate to God through prayer. This is what builds and strengthens and lays a foundation for a great walk with the Lord. In the same way in our marriages, 
Um, communication is going to be so very important. So regular check-ins as life changes, you might have kids, change of job, uh, a death in the family somewhere, you've moved, big things happen. Regular check-ins with your partner and communicating with them about these changes can really help create a situation where the trouble spots that are going to happen when life changes don't necessarily happen to you. Right, because you're checking in and there's that gives them, your partner, an opportunity to say, hey, I know I'm kind of off or I'm struggling or I think my my thoughts have changed about this situation or that. That way you guys can together begin to just really identify, uh-oh, we're not on the same page or these things might come up and, and, and be an issue. So it's really important. And, and, you know, men sometimes have trouble with that, that question to women. Um, how, how, what are you thinking? <laughs> that could be a scary door for a lot of men to go through. But I would say that that is going to be really important to the woman for the man to know, hey, I, they care about what I'm thinking and how mm-hmm. I'm feeling. And, and they'll be more likely to open up and share instead of you having to guess where they're going when you don't understand their emotion. So um, I think that in this specific situation about these regular check-ins, I would be as intentional as possible about it. So you might want to discuss it with your partner say, okay, once a week we're going to go on a date and that will be our check-in. Or our right. check-in could be, you know, th- don't make the check-in when you're going to bed. You're both tired, you know. Right. Um, so it's got to be a time when you are you are awake, you're, you're alert, you know, it might be once a month, whatever it is, but set up an intentional schedule to check in with each other and be intentional about it. Right. The planning will help so much. And, and I, you know, and I want to acknowledge too, a lot of times women, women also forget to check in. They forget to see, they think they're, because uh, men tend to be more logical and just power through life, mm-hmm. <laughs> they forget and they think that men are okay. But no, it's important for us women to check in with our men too and see how they're doing. So, you know, uh, to close the show, I think practice is going to make perfect in these situations. Right. So we need to take these techniques and practice them on a regular basis. Right, absolutely. And, and don't be afraid. Be willing to let other people in to help you if you hit a hard spot where you guys mm-hmm. are not communicating well. It's going to be important to maybe bring someone you trust as a couple in to help you work through. All right, Angie, thank you so very much. You're listening to HopeForMe.Live. Go to our website at HopeForMe.Live. We have about 150 podcasts covering every topic you can imagine. We have trained counselors, and oftentimes it is Angie who answers the phone. Um, We have trained counselors just ready to talk to you, and it's always free of charge. 657-HAPPY-ME is the number. You can also find that number online. God bless, and we'll see you next time.